Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. This is the free agency kickoff edition. All the Timberwolves rumors as of Thursday, early in the day, plus my prediction for what will happen during free agency and over the next couple of weeks for the Wolves. It's all upcoming on the show. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host on host of Locked On Wolves. And uh, presenting today's show is our friends at Arcade One Up. Lockdown Wolves is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. That's right, three. These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter skill at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on arcadeoneup.com slash lockdown. That's arcadeoneup.com slash lockdown for your chance to win one. Happy Thursday, everybody, and happy NBA free agency. It starts this afternoon at 5 p.m. Central. And uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves could be active here in the next few days. That's what I want to talk about today. My prediction for what will happen, all the latest news and rumors as of early on Thursday. So that's all upcoming here on the show. Uh, Happy Thursday, by the way. And thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and at Beacon. With two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right, so what I want to do today, I want to start with the latest rumors, some names that the Timberwolves have been rumored to be interested in, um, and just kind of the the buzz around the Wolves as of right now, um, which is early on Thursday. And then I want to get to my predictions, what I think is most likely to happen during the course of free agency for the Wolves, uh, and, and, you know, I guess taking a half step back, What's most? What's the most likely scenario for the Wolves? Because I think we can get caught up in these rumors, and it is fun, which we're going to do in just a second here. Like, hey, where could they be involved? Uh, but obviously, they're involved in tons of conversations, and all these rumors that we're hearing are just bits and pieces, you know, players and teams that the Wolves uh, are talking to. But they're talking to dozens of players and several teams about several different things. So, um, what's the most likely scenario? And and you know, let's be realistic as we head into this period. Um, you know, what's most likely to happen? Okay, so let's start with the rumors. Um, well, first, a couple of things that really aren't rumors that are just kind of housekeeping. Um, the Timberwolves did apparently extend a qualifying offer to Nate, to Nate Knight. This was reported by Keith Smith of Spot Rack, and I believe John K. Krasinski of of the Athletic confirmed this. So, uh, making him an unrestricted, excuse me, a restricted free agent. Of course, Knight was one of the two way contract signees last year. Had talked the other day, Darren Wolfson of KSTP Channel 5 in the Twin Cities had talked about how the Wolves would likely let McKinley Wright leave. He'd place somewhere else for summer league. So McKinley Wright does not get a qualifying offer. Nate Knight does, uh, making it more likely he returns. If nobody else matches that offer, the Wolves could always have him back on that offer. I believe they could still rescind it and give him a two-way if they wanted to. Um, But, and actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, he was a two-way player with Atlanta the year prior I'm not sure he's eligible to be a two-way player again. I know that the same team can't sign the same player for more than two two-ways, but I don't know if a player can have more than two. Probably not. So I don't believe Nate Knight can be a two-way player anymore. But the Wolves did extend the restricted free agent, uh, the the qualifying offer to make him an RFA. Uh, so he there's probably a higher likelihood he's back as a fringe roster guy. Uh, Jalen Noel and Nas Reed were both, they had their options picked up on Wednesday. I talked about this on Wednesday's show. That was a no-brainer. It's like $1.9 million for each of them. 
which is a bargain, um, even as depth pieces. So both Noel and Reed are, have had their options picked up. Nas is, uh, actually becomes guaranteed next month. So, uh, like July 20th, I think again, it's 1.9 million. I don't think there's any world in which the wolves wave him and don't like you keep him as a depth option or you trade him. You don't, you don't wave him for nothing. And Jalen Noel's actually doesn't become guaranteed until January. Um, so they're both going to be back or at least I should say are under contract and won't leave in free agency. So the Timberwolves interest in other players. Uh, we talked before, uh, probably last week, about how the Wolves had interest in Rudy Gobert. That was reiterated by Matt Moore. Of course, Matt Moore is one of our Lockdown Nuggets hosts. He's also uh, action, um, or sorry, he's also hardwood proxicism on on Twitter uh, and works for the Action Network. Um, but he, uh, Matt Moore did report again that the Wolves are a dark horse for Gobert, that the Chicago Bulls are a favorite for Gobert. I, I've talked about this. It be intriguing, but man, giving up what you'd have to give up to get Gobert, unless the Jazz really want D'Angelo Russell, it's going to be a hard thing to pull off. And the Jazz would have to be also motivated to trade Rudy Gobert to a division rival. Um, so Wolves are still in the conversation for Rudy Gobert. Um, but then also I would say like they wouldn't, they wouldn't not acquire him simply because they drafted Walker Kessler. But the fact that they got Kessler probably makes the Wolves desire for Gobert a little bit less. Um, you know, Kessler could potentially be part of any trade for Gobert down the road. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think that that's a very likely outcome, but it is still out there. Um, a, a new name that the Wolves could be interested in would be Mo Bamba. Not a surprise given their interest in bigs, but uh, Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel reports that the Wolves are one of several teams interested in Mo Bamba in free agency. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. The uh, The Magic are not tendering him an offer, but uh, Price at the Sentinel also listed like six or seven other teams that are interested in him. Uh, it's unclear what he's going to get, if it's going to be the full mid-level exception or, or you know what that's going to look like, but a name the Wolves would potentially be interested in. I want to talk about some more big, some more center names here in just a little bit as part of my prediction and players I'd keep an eye on. Uh, and the Jake Fisher Bleacher Report officially reported that the Wolves would be interested in a reunion with Tyus Jones. Uh, we talked about Tyus on the show because I, I think it's too obvious that he's actually like pretty much the perfect fit for what the Wolves need at point guard right now, somewhat ironically. Um, he's basically like a fully realized version of, of Jordan McLaughlin in a lot of ways, right? A lower usage guy, He's a better, at this point in his career, he's a better shooter. He, remember, he wasn't a great three-point shooter at first, but he's now a better shooter, certainly, than Jordan McLaughlin. So he can knock down open shots. He's low usage, low turnover, just like Jordan McLaughlin. Again, one of the best turnover rates in the NBA, uh, turnover assisted turnover ratios and also turnover rates. Um, a good defender. He's essentially like a better version of Jordan McLaughlin. So, of course, the Wolves would want Tyus Jones as part of their team. The problem is, is he's probably going to be looking for more than the mid-level exception. Perhaps you could create some space and sign him using some cap space in the mid-level, or maybe he comes to Minnesota for a little bit less. You know, if it's like, say it's the Wolves and the Wizards that are interested in him, maybe the Wolves have a little bit more pull because they should be a little better. Western Conference still, some familiarity there. And also, of course, Ty's being from Minnesota. Perhaps the Wolves could have a leg up on a team like the Wizards, convince him to come to Minnesota in free agency. That's always a possibility. That to me is is... I don't want to say a dream scenario, but I would say one of the best case outcomes of this free agency period is the Wolves end up with Tyus Jones. Now, I'm not holding my breath for that to happen. I I don't. It's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's a lot of other factors there. I think Tyus could get more than the what the Wolves are currently able to offer. So we'll see. Um, but the Wolves have been officially mentioned by Jake Fisher as a team that's interested in Tyus Jones. 
The last thing I want to talk about related to rumors is uh, DeJounte Murray, who, of course, is going from the Spurs to the Hawks in a trade. So I want to talk about that next and why I'm glad that the Wolves did not participate in those. uh, Well, they did participate in the discussions, but why they ultimately were not the ones who landed DeJounte Murray. And then I want to talk about my predictions here for this offseason, or at least for the next couple of weeks. But first, let's talk about our title sponsors. And that, of course, is Arcade One Up. Boom shakalaka. We have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they made it even bigger, bigger than ever with a Shaq edition machine. People are obsessed with NBA Jam. And I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one, dot com. For an estimated early September ship date, get it just in time for the season. Arcade One Up is the place for fun. They've got more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others that start at just $3.99. Check it out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a lockdown listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at ArcadeOneUp.com slash LockedOn. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com slash lockdown. You've got till July 8th to enter to an NBA Jam Shack Edition to win the NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. All right, let's talk about this DeJounte Murray stuff. So, uh, DeJounte Murray goes from the Spurs to the Hawks. And of course, Danilo Gallinari goes back to the Spurs. But the headliner is the three picks and the pick swap. So the first pick is protected. I I don't recall exactly what the protection is, like top three or something. But then the next two picks are not protected. And then there's a pick swap. So two unprotected picks that I believe are in 25 and 27 are going from Atlanta to the Spurs for Murray. Now, we could I could talk for several minutes about why DeJounte Murray is not a great fit for the Hawks. But I mean, they're, by the way, their GM uh, went on record at the end of the season and said something to the effect of, let's see, I think I have it pulled up here. Um, Yeah. He went on record at the end of the season and he said they wouldn't repeat the mistake of complacency that set the stage for this season's disappointing first round exit. He said, quote, we thought we'd be better this season. We plan to get better this off season. And uh, basically was saying that uh, instead of letting the roster improve on its own, they're going to be ultra aggressive and make moves. I can appreciate that. However, adding DeJounte Murray to a backcourt with Trey Young and giving up unprotected first round picks to do it, I don't know that that's I don't know that that's the right way to go about it. Uh the 25 and 27 first round picks that are unprotected. I mean, 25 is what 3 seasons from now, right? This season plus two more. I mean, the Hawks might still be good then, but how good are they and who knows what's going to happen in 27 to give up three picks and a pick swap in 26. So in between 25 and 27, I like, it's just, it's crazy. We, those picks could be ultra valuable. Um, and the Spurs, like it's almost a no brainer. No doubt the Timberwolves were only offering protected picks in a trade for Murray. Um, and even though the Wolves could have offered, uh, could have offered probably better players, whether that's Malik Beasley or if it's D'Angelo Russell somehow, 
I mean, those those players would have been more preferable or would have been preferable, but the Spurs are looking to rebuild, right? They're they're totally in unrebuilding at this point. They would rather have the unprotected picks than a Beasley or a Russell or somebody, even if they could flip them somewhere else. It's just insane that that the Hawks are willing to give that much up for Murray. So at that cost, I have no problem with the Wolves not being interested. I like DeJounte Murray. He made a big jump this year, but there's like, he's still not a perfect fit for the Wolves. I mean, you'd still have to convince me. I know he was an all-star this year. He was an injury replacement. Um, he's only a couple years younger than D'Lo. And in a vacuum, I don't, like he's a little bit better than D'Lo, but he's not a huge upgrade. And there's only so much upside as well moving forward. Because again, he is, he's what? He's about to turn 26. Um, so he's young, but he's not, he's not like 22, 23. He shot only, he shot under 33% from three this year. And, and yes, he's a he's a good enough defender, and the pairing with Trey Young could work. Uh, but I have some concerns with like I don't know with the size of that backcourt. Um, Dejounte Murray is sized more like a point guard. Trey Young is a small point guard, um, so I have some concerns there. Again, the shooting of Dejounte Murray, Trey Young shooting should be able to offset that a little bit. But um, I, you know, I, all that to say, I'm glad the Wolves didn't pony up necessarily just to get Dejounte Murray. Because I think there's some other solutions for the Wolves' backcourt. I want to get into that related to free agency here in just a second. Um, but that was the only concrete trade rumor that the Wolves have have clearly been involved in. Um, I, I think other names to keep an eye out for on the trade market, and, and these aren't uh, these aren't predictions, but I would say names to keep an eye out for based on on what we know. Um, oh, and by the way, I do have one more Wolves rumor I didn't mention off the top. So if you if you've heard this and are wondering why I didn't mention it, you're probably screaming right now at your podcast device. Uh, but first, Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner and the Pacers. I think that's a situation to keep an eye on. The Pacers are kind of sort of rebuilding as well. Um, and Brogdon and Turner are apparently both available. Turner has a contract that expires after this year. Brogdon's got a couple of years left, or actually three years left. So if the Wolves were to make a trade, uh, Turner's what, 18 million? Brogdon's uh, almost 23 million. So the Wolves would actually need to send out a couple of players of their own, or perhaps it's a D'Lo plus, say, Nas Reed if you're getting Miles Turner. So D'Lo and Nas Reed for Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon, that works from a salary perspective. Obviously, you'd have to trade picks. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's a pick or two or, you know, uh, a pick and a pick swap or something in that regard. But um, to get Turner and Brogdon for D'Lo and, and Nas Reed would really improve the Timberwolves, and they would also still have their mid-level exception to use. So perhaps you can then get a Tyus Jones. Perhaps you can get... Um, you know, a, another big, if you really are obsessed with going big, which apparently the Wolves are, there's also some wings, a couple of wings I want to talk about here in just a minute that the Wolves could look at getting with the mid-level exception. So if you could do a trade like that, Miles Turner and Carl Anthony Towns, I've been talking about this fit for two years since those rumors first came up. I actually really like that pairing, Turner and Towns. I think Turner gives you enough of that defense rim protection, but also still allows you to be switchable on the perimeter. He can stretch the floor. He gives you that element that some of the other bigs rumored that the Wolves are rumored to be interested in don't necessarily give you. And Brogdon is just a solid guard that can score if he needs to, but can also can take a bit of a, a backseat, even more so than D'Lo. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to be the focal point, whereas at times it kind of felt like D'Lo needed to be the focal point in order to be to be effective. Um, so that's a situation to keep an eye on. I think that would really be, if they could have those guys and, and really only give up a couple of picks at D'Lo, that would be a coup in my mind for the Timberwolves. So keep an eye on that. And then the last name I want to talk about that um, popped up in a, in a Brian Windhorst at ESPN, his rumor is DeAndre Ayton as a possible sign and trade target for the Wolves. He has them as kind of a dark horse for Ayton. I don't even know that he said the words dark horse. He just kind of threw him out there as a possibility. 
Um, I don't know. Like, I would love DeAndre Ayton on the Timberwolves. I don't know why the Suns would want D'Angelo Russell. The only thing that makes sense to me is, hey, Chris Paul's only probably got a year or two left. We then extend D'Angelo Russell, and and there's obviously the Devin Booker connection. So perhaps it's the, hey, these guys are buddies. Keep Devin Booker happy. I, I just, like, from a basketball perspective, I know Booker, I know they both improved defensively, but neither of them are plus defenders. That's still a lot of ball to go around. Um, you know, Aiton and Chris Paul are f- obviously far better synergistic fit with with uh, with Devin Booker than D'Angelo Russell would be. So I don't know why the Suns would do that, but if they would, and the Timberwolves could say, okay, here's D'Angelo Russell and Nas Reed for you know for DeAndre Aiton in a sign and trade. Yes, I mean let's let's try the Aiton and Towns thing. I, that's a hundred percent worth it to put DeAndre Aiton and Carl Anthony Towns with Anthony Edwards. The Wolves would do that in an absolute heartbeat. So I don't know if 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 Brian Windhorse is mentioning this because somebody from the Wolves was like, "Hey, this would be like we're angling for this," or if it's because um, because Windhorse made the connection of Booker and Russell. I, I don't know where this is coming from. But it would be amazing if the Wolves could somehow pull that off. Again, I think the Suns would be the issue there, not the Wolves. I'd be really surprised if the Suns jumped at the opportunity to to get D'Angelo Russell. I mean, Chris Paul is still on the team, right? So what's the fit with Chris Paul, D'Angelo Russell, and Devin Booker? Um, you know, I guess you pick up a couple of picks along the way, but like the Suns aren't rebuilding. So I just think there's other scenarios. Now, if they're truly stuck between a rock and a hard place and there's limited suitors and Aiton's a restricted free agent and and he wants to move on, then perhaps, you know, they don't have as much leverage, right? And and then maybe it's like, okay, we keep we keep Book happy by getting D'Angelo Russell and, and maybe that's what happens. Um I, I don't think it's likely. I think this is just a one of those windhorse rumors that is just kind of out there. I I don't know. I'd love it. I hope I'm wrong. Um but there's that. That's that's kind of the last like source rumor that's out there as of the start of free agency or as of early in the day on free agency start day. Let's go to my prediction here to to finish the show. A couple of players I think they could look at at free agency. What I think is most likely to happen and what I would keep an eye on for over the next several days. So we're going to do that here next. First, let's talk about our friends over at Sakara Nutrition. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Sakara Nutrition is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfast, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. Sakara's functional, plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living it. From their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs, Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash lockdown20 or enter code lockdown20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. All right, let's close the show today with my predictions. Players to keep an eye on here for uh, the, the free agency period starting this evening. Um, number one, I, I think the Wolves 
are most likely to simply use the mid-level exception and make another roster, you know, uh, maybe one, maybe two roster improvements if they can't get their big fish, right? They're going to look for somebody that could take up that whole mid-level that can be a rotation guy like a Tyus Jones. I already talked about him. I think he's somebody they're going to go after. I just worry that he's going to need more than the mid-level and the Wolves won't be able to create that space. Um, remember, we talked about this yesterday uh, on Wednesday's show. The top 11 guys in terms of minutes played last year are back and under contract for the Wolves. And that's 100% true now that that Noel, Nasrid have both had their options picked up. So the Wolves would need to create, some, and that doesn't include the first round picks, right? Like Walker, Kessler, Wendell Moore Jr. I, I'm not at all saying they're going to be like top eight rotation guys from day one because they won't be. But that's top 11 guys plus two first round picks. So you're going to have to free up roster spots. You're going to have to free up, you know, minutes, right? If, if you're going to sign somebody in free agency and you ha you'd have to create cap space if you're going to go beyond the mid-level. So I think, and of course, Torian Prince being the other person that was added most recently, that was, that was re-added on Wednesday. So I think it's most likely that the Wolves look for somebody in the mid-level like a Tyus Jones, and then they make a move otherwise, whether that's trading a Jordan McLaughlin for picks or trading a Jalen Noel for picks, something like that to, tr to free up a role and a roster spot for a signee like Tyus Jones. I think it's most likely they're going to go after a big, and I think that's the most likely scenario, whether that's Chris Boucher from uh, the Toronto Raptors, I think would be a fantastic fit for the Wolves. He can play the five and slide towns to the four. You could also play him at the four if you really want to. Really good defender, um, and I think would add, you know, uh, uh, some versatility to the, Wolves, to the Wolves front court. So I like Chris Boucher as a target. Um, not exactly sure what that contract looks like. I put Mo Bamba in the same category and also similar to Tyus Jones in, in the sense that it's possible he gets more than the mid-level. That's entirely possible. But Mo Bamba would be another kind of, um, a, a, not aggressive, but like a, a middle-of-the-road type target that that's realistic for the Wolves that fits with what they're trying to do. It would take a lot of pressure. You know, a Bamba or a Boucher would take a lot of pressure off of um, off of uh, Walker Kessler to, to be great from day one, right? To be... A, to be part of the rotation from day one. And that scenario, you trade Nas Reed, right? You're not trading Jalen Noel. You're not trading Jordan McLaughlin. You're trading Nas Reed to create some space, a future second or two. Um, and then Boucher or Bamba plus Kessler. And then obviously you've still got McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt. That's kind of your front court right there. Um, and, and I think that that's the direction they would. And also Nate Knight uh, as a, as kind of a deep bench option, a, a fourth, fifth big, um, and I think that that's the most likely scenario. If you don't get a Boucher, if you don't get a Bamba, and and you're still looking at a big, the next tier down for me is Bismack Biombo, Javel McGee. Those are both guys. Of course, Javel McGee has history with um, with uh, 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 Tim Connolly in in Denver. Um, I should also mention that Mo Bamba has history with with Lloyd, the new uh, AGM, the the or I guess second in command to vi VP. He's the vice president of basketball operations. I think is his title. Um, so along with Gupta, kind of second in command to Connolly, and Lloyd drafted Bamba um, or, or had a, a role in acquiring Bamba in Orlando. So there's also a tie in there. But Biombo and McGee, to me, are kind of that next tier down. Where okay, hey, we're not we're not doing great things with the mid level here. Let's shuffle some stuff. Let's get McGee on a vet minimum, or we can take it, get Biombo for a portion of the mid level. Uh, whatever that looks like, those guys would be more depth type options who could certainly play 10, 12 minutes a game, but you're not going to play them with Towns for extended periods of time. You could do it for short for short stretches, and, and I think that's why they would be on the Wolves' radar. Um, again, Wolves have not necessarily been rumored. I guess they have been rumored to be interested in Bamba, but Biamba, Boucher, McGee, this is all me just saying these are guys that I would target if I'm the Wolves. So I think the most likely scenario is they get one of those guys from that group 
They maybe add um, another kind of depth piece on the wing, and then they go out and they trade, uh, whether it's Nas Reed or Jalen Noel or maybe Jordan McLaughlin. They trade one of these other pieces for a, for a couple of future picks, second rounders, to try and free up some roster space. They're not going to lose them for nothing, but it improves the Wolves' depth. They already have a really deep roster, you know, one through 15. It's a deep roster, but it could be better. There could be a little bit better balance to it, and there could be some more veteran experience. And, um, and also they're still looking for toughness, rim protection, uh, rebounding all the guys I just listed, uh, Boucher, Bamba, Biombo, McGee would improve every one of those categories, right? They would all improve veteran leadership, toughness, rebounding, rim protection. So I think, I think the wolves are looking to kind of shuffle a little bit, right? Take, send out a Nas, uh, who's again, good value in his contract, probably has some trade value, possibly Jalen Noel or Jordan McLaughlin. If you sign a Tyus Jones or something like that, um, I think that's kind of, again, on the edges of the roster is the most likely scenario. Now, oh, I should mention one other wing guard type that I'd be interested in is Bruce Bone Jr. from the Nets. He can play really uh, one through three. I mean, he's he's spent stretches of his career playing the one, and he's played the two. He's played a lot of three in Brooklyn. He could play any of those positions in Minnesota and could kind of be that. It'd be almost like a like a guard version of the Torian Prince role, where you're a bit of a Swiss Army knife, a, a plus defender. He's a good enough catch and shoot guy. Um, actually, he was pretty. I think he took a jump last year in terms of his three point shooting percentage. I have it pulled up right here. Um, yeah, he went to forty percent last year, which is crazy because before that, for his career, he was like hovering around thirty percent. But he's forty point four percent last year on on just just under one and a half attempts per game. So if you can knock down a three per game, you know if he can just be a three and D type guy, but also be able to run, initiate some offense off the bench. I don't know what kind of contract he's going to get. I think he's going to be pretty coveted as, as one of those kind of fill in the gaps type of guys, which is exactly what the Wolves would want him to do. But Bruce Bowen is somebody that I would certainly keep an eye on. I also want to close just briefly by mentioning something that I talked about on Wednesday. And that is that I think my, my personal prediction, just kind of based on the Wolves books and the future and, and what other teams are looking for, I think it's more likely Malik Beasley is traded this offseason than D'Angelo Russell. Um, and I talked a little more extensively about this on Wednesday. I'm going to stick with that. Um, now, if if you get DeAndre Ayton in a sign-in trade with D'Angelo Russell, absolutely. I mean, the Wolves would love to do that too. I just think it's more likely that Malik Beasley is the one that's traded out than it is D'Angelo Russell. Um, and again, that's just a, a prediction based on trade value. I think even though D'Lo is expiring, Beasley's half the cost. He has the player or the the team option for the year after this one, which means if he has a great year, the team could opt in to keep him um, and then also just keep him or trade him. Or if he has a bad year, they could trade it like an expiring and you let the contract expire. It makes him a really valuable trade chip. And I think he was underutilized last year. He wasn't comfortable in his role. There are a lot of reasons why he's more the player he was two years ago than he was this year. Now, maybe that's the reason the Wolves hang on to him is they can re- re- kind of recoup some value there. They, they don't want to sell low on him. But I think around the league, there's kind of the sentiment. Everybody knows that Beasley wasn't himself last year. The legal issues coming into the season, not in shape largely because of that. And fitting into a new role where it's kind of the six-man scorer type role, which isn't really what he's best at. Is there a fringe playoff team that's interested in a Malik Beasley? Um, uh, the Wizards just made a big trade uh, with the Nuggets actually on Wednesday. So maybe the Wizards are less interested now, but I thought the Wizards could be a team that might have interest. Um, you know, any other kind of fringe playoff team that's looking for a shot in the arm from the backcourt that needs some scoring, that needs some three-point shooting, perhaps Malik Beasley is the guy. Now, I love Malik Beasley as a player. I think he's a great fit for a team that, for the way the Wolves play. 
I'm just not convinced he's a great fit for the Wolves bench unit and what they try and do with their reserves. I think Beasley's much better suited as a starter next to a lower usage point guard or somebody that could really push the pace. And Beasley needs to get his 28, 30, 32 minutes a game to be entirely effective. He's just not going to get that in Minnesota with Anthony Edwards um, and the rest of the Wolves depth that they have on the wings. You know, obviously Jaden McDaniels. Um, I just I just don't know that the the long term fit to maximize Beasley's ability is in Minnesota. And, and that's one of the reasons I think it's more likely he's traded than D'Angelo Russell. Um, but we'll see. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't expect the Wolves to be ultra active immediately when free agency opens because I think if you're going to be super active, stuff has to happen on the trade market first, right? Um, and so I think that's more likely than a big free, you know, in order to make a big signing, they're going to have to make a move on the trade market. And I don't know that that comes together very quickly Thursday night. If it does, we are doing an NBA live free agency show at Locked On. So if anything big happens, I'll be on that show over at Locked On NBA. Um, and uh, we'll also turn around a, a, you know, a quick reaction video and, and podcast and, of course, talk about it on Friday's show here on the feed. Um, but otherwise, we'll be around, of course, every day again next week. We're daily throughout free agency here over the next couple of weeks. So anything major happens, we'll talk about it on Friday's show. Beyond that, anything happens over the weekend, we'll cover the breaking news and we'll do a full show for Monday and we'll be back every day next week. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. Thank you for those of you that do make Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube. You can also find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, um, really anywhere. You can also follow on Twitter at Wolves and at bbeacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. That's all we have for you today. Thank you again for listening to Lockdown Wolves. Of course, this show is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. You can also make your second listen to the Lockdown NBA show. Get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Lockdown NBA. Lockdown NBA is your, is your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Happy free agency.